Mother's Day is not on the liturgical calendar, but today's sermon is mainly for the women and mothers here today. We mentioned three points. The first is just uh, a few contrasting views about women in general in today's culture. Secondly, we'd like to mention some forgotten but necessary aspects of women in general and motherhood. And thirdly and finally, we'll end with Our Lady. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Ghost, Amen. In the current cultural war which rages around us, this morning we'll consider one crucial line of battle. In a world which pushes men and women to look upon women as function-oriented objects simply expected to perform, and to be used, Mother Church holds the line. Mother Church believes that women should still be fought for, should still be protected, should still be cherished and respected. In a culture in which some couples are more willing to have pets than to have children, we celebrate another Mother's Day. On this Mother's Day, when some think that women should also try to be like men, we still believe that the perfection of a woman consists in acting like a woman, speaking like a woman, and just simply being a woman. And on top of all of this, if God so blesses her to be a mother. Today's cultural war very much focuses on the mother, even before she attempts to bring life into this world. It targets many mothers every time they're at the grocery store and they have to tell the people at the grocery store that yes, all those kids running around are her children. All of them. Today's woman struggles on the front lines simply by trying to buy modest clothing at a store as she cooks in her kitchen and tries to make her home a place her husband wants to come back to if her husband is still home. What are some of the forgotten but necessary aspects of women and motherhood that our culture so desperately needs? First, I think, is the idea of spiritual motherhood. Not too long ago, we had sisters, monastic sisters, nuns, and we saw that they were so vital for the full life of the church. The priests were primary uh, formators of our youth, but they were complemented so well by the beauty of these sisters and nuns. They complemented the spiritual needs and wants. We need to continue to promote opportunities, an environment, an atmosphere for women to surrender themselves to Christ as their divine spouse in authentic monastic settings, such as the Carmel in Nebraska. I think these contemplative nuns will move the heart of our Lord to send down the graces necessary for active sisters living in the world to slowly sprout up and re-enter our academic system as moral and intellectual formators of our children and thus our culture. People don't really understand much the desire, even less the necessity, for the spiritual motherhood 
since the idea of motherhood on the natural level is misunderstood or just irrelevant. Why would somebody want to lock themselves up to be a nun and be a spiritual mother if there's no to little value in having physical children? A quick glance at current birth rates of countries worldwide is evidence that little value is placed on bringing new life into this world. Having children who tend to kick and scream a lot is not a high priority. Why make the sacrifice to be a spiritual mother when it's just easier to take artificial birth control? A true desire for motherhood is a true desire to be perfect as a woman. It's a sacrificial longing to produce, to raise, and to form a new life with its own thoughts and desires outside of and even sometimes before her own. In her pursuit of happiness, unfortunately, the modern woman looks to herself. She looks within herself for her own happiness. And unfortunately, she simply enters more and more deeply into her own fallen human nature. However, before it's even possible to return to an idea of motherhood in the culture, it's just good to remind ourselves of qualities and characteristics that were previously valued in women. A woman's style, her ability at conversation, her wit, her humor, her demeanor, the way she expresses herself, her domestic skills, the abandon and generosity of a woman's love, her virtue of meekness, her mysterious sensitivity and attention to the little but very, very necessary things, her strange feminine passivity, which somehow translates into moral and social strength, the respect that a woman has for herself and should demand just by the way she walks, the way she talks, the way she dresses. Unfortunately, many of these previously valued qualities have been displaced by a simplistic view of the culture where worship of the body prevails. So far, we've spoken about the culture's attack on women, and we've also mentioned forgotten but necessary aspects of good women and motherhood. Things look very bleak. What should be done? Women and mothers should always stay close to Our Lady and her rosary. But they should do this especially now during the month of May. The important question, though, is who's leading that prayer? Who's leading the rosary? And the answer is the men are. The men should be. Now, today's Mother's Day, so we don't want to give the men too much time today. But the bottom line is this. We all know that if we want to win the culture back, the men have got to take the lead. It's very difficult for them because maybe they themselves were not formed to do this when they were young. But they have got to take the lead. They have got to learn how to do this. There's plenty of blame that can go around. I think, though, it's primarily the men's fault. And therefore, the men have the greater obligation to lead our homes, to lead our families, to lead our country, to lead our culture out of this mess. The men are not leading their family with respect to prayer. How are they leading? 
Men need to pray. And what better way for them to pray at home than to pray the rosary? Now we go back to the women. So in the mysteries of the rosary, we watch Our Lady. We observe her. How does she prepare her house? How does she sweep her kitchen? How does she scrub a dirty pot? How does she deal with troublesome persons outside of her home or at the marketplace? Especially relevant to St. James' epistle today, what exactly is her conversation like? Suppose her neighbors hold a conversation which begins to go south, which is leading to detraction or calumny. What does Our Lady do? Pray the rosary. Imitate Our Lady by first studying Our Lady. What does Our Lady say? What does Our Lady do? May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.